0: I am gonna be really sad I'm sad about the retirement of our next guest. He's President,
1: been good to uh, he's us been over really the years. good to
0: us and, and President Michael Drake joins us and he's and President Drake thanks for coming on and when is your final day at Ohio State?
2: I'm um, here uh, through the end of June through the the 30th and uh, then off off to DC actually the next day
1: and uh, Dr. Drake we hear so much about you know this 2020 and the odd, time that we are living in currently but your retirement was planned before all this or was it not
2: oh yeah i mean my uh, yeah. original contract here was through uh, uh 19 and then we extended a bit and then this uh our the timing of our transition was uh, announced and was planned in the fall and announced uh many months ago honestly to give the 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 board a chance to do a search and you know, they did a wonderful national search and, and, uh, number 16 is outstanding. And, uh, so that was, you know, we wanted to have a smooth and appropriate transition.
0: Do you currently live in the, uh, president's mansion? Cause I wonder, do you get your security deposit back?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say we, we, uh, we refer to it as the residence. Uh, uh-huh. and, uh no, so we're still in the, yeah, we're in the residence and, uh, you know, it's, been, it's uh, been a great place. And when you mention it, a the, the lot of work happens there. I mean, it's it, there's an office there. We have staff, people who are university employees who work there, um, not every day, but most days of the week. And so there, there are things going on there. But the main thing that we have th- done there over the years is to entertain people. So we've had, um, uh, I can't remember what the number is, it's um, 16,000, 20,000, something, yeah. something in that range of students and faculty and staff and civic leaders and neighbors and just a variety of people who come by for for events and and that's a that's a lasting uh lasting memory so we've had hundreds of events with with um with thousands and thousands of people over the years and it's been great
0: i don't know if you're familiar with this story but you may have heard it so my wife's uncle my uncle kent siverud is the president of syracuse right so when he took over i don't know if it's known or not publicly or not but the old president didn't move out right away and it took her three months to move out and then when they finally got her out they had to gut the place and he lived in the freshman dorm when he started becoming when he first started the president of syracuse university he was like living in the dorms
2: well it teaches him a little bit of humility i guess
0: yeah I'll,
2: i'll just say when we were here we lived in we first moved for the first month a little more um, I, I lived in uh, a guest house above the garage because uh, <laughs> hey. the place wasn't ready. And what happens generally, though, you know, someone's here for years and it, these are, are big houses. And so it takes a while to, to get everything moved out. And then it needs to be kind of freshened up and, and whatever. So it's it's um so my fr- my last job at, at um, uh, UC Irvine, I lived in a, uh, an, a rented apartment near campus. Then I lived there's a one room guest house at that. At that residence, I lived there for about six weeks, uh, and here we were uh, a month in the garage. I actually, couldn't unpack. <laughs> <laughs> we looked at boxes for a month.
1: So let me ask: Are you going to be officially retired? What's next for you?
2: Oh yeah. So it's, I'm leaving this position, but I still have a position. You know, I have a, I have a year of kind of transition at uh, uh-huh. the university, and then I, I I have a position as a professor here uh, coming in uh, next next year and we'll look to see you know I've, i i uh, um have been doing this for a while and so we're kind of looking at the future yeah and we'll you know we'll evaluate the future as it comes forward but it's not i'm not gonna i'm not stopping working <laughs> you know it. it People say, oh, great, retirement, fishing pole. I, I'm I'm sure I'll be very busy.
0: So the, the one appealing thing about our show, President Drake, is people respect our honesty when we have guests. So I just have to mention one failure in your presidency is you forgot to bring the bacon vending machine to our studio. To our studio. Yeah.
1: Come on. Yeah.
2: Well, let me just say, let's just say yet, okay? I mean, I, I
0: have
1: I haven't, uh,
2: well, yet I did, in fact, though, uh, partake, and it was uh, uh, quite convenient.
1: What do we know about, and what can you tell us about your replacement?
2: Yeah, so a couple things. So it's uh, uh, Christina Johnson, who's yeah. a, a wonderful uh, uh, engineer, a member of uh, an organization called the National Academy of Engineering. And let me say that this is a, a group of people that's generally the top tenth of a percent in their productivity Uh, so it's a very elite organization um, one of the, the the three national academies and so she's very well respected as an engineer and an inventor she had a role as the dean of engineering at university of north carolina she was provost at johns hopkins and she's now the 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 chancellor of the suny system that's the state university of new york system so that's a huge number of students in campuses 64 campuses um and she um is uh has oversight for that and uh, and uh she's uh extraordinarily accomplished and is extraordinarily excited about being here for a couple of reasons one the university is really thriving and we're re- very excited about w- where we are as a, an institution that's really that uh, uh, terrific that helped us attract wonderful candidates but also her grandfather uh played football uh, at the Ohio State University well there so, you go uh, oh yeah so pretty she's, good um, she's returning home so she was uh, a buckeye from the beginning
0: Hey, now, obviously with your job, you prepare for everything. You prepare for, uh, you know, if students are protesting and so on and different scenarios of what's going on in campus. But did you ever, in your wildest dreams, ever plan on a virus hitting and take us through as quickly as you can, just, all right, this is what was going on. Were you in contact with the government? Just kind of leading up to the, the, you know, the shutdown.
2: Well, you know, I have my uh, medical... Uh, uh, training and I was uh, I had a job called Vice President for Health Affairs for the University of California in the early 2000s when SARS happened and so I had re- responsibility oh. for that then and, and, and that was a daily concern for us uh, then so when this was arising in uh, China in uh, or when we first noticed it in China in January we were paying attention and we paid attention and were modifying things gently in February and then in late February when Cases started arising in uh, Washington and then in the Bay Area and then New York. We uh, began – we put together a a task force, which we do. We began to have meetings, and I began to engage with colleagues of mine on the national level that have done this work. I I know some of those people, and we were in phone calls. And we then began to prepare for a change uh, early, and we, in fact – made the decision here on campus to go to virtual classes before there were any cases mm-hmm. in Ohio. In fact, we made the decision about noontime. It takes 10 hours. It took us 10 hours to get everybody, you know, to get a, a statement written and all those kinds of things. By that time, there were three cases in Cleveland, none in Franklin County, but that was the 9th of March, and we decided we were going to have to go virtual. And then we modified, we hoped, you know, we were like normal we thought mom we're going to go virtual for for three weeks that's going to be incredible how are we going to do that and then two or three days later we said you know it's not going to be three weeks it's going to be the whole semester and and uh, and the students on spring break needed to move out of the dorms and so we arranged a socially distant uh, move out um, and did a whole series of other things one tiny thing uh, predecessors you know we had uh, in our different uh, uh, financial planning we had a we have a thing called a pandemic reserve, so we had actually put money aside hmm. uh, to help us deal with uh, literally a, a pandemic and that has helped us to particularly at the beginning it helped us know that we could protect our employees uh during the time rolling forward because we we'd put money aside uh, in two tranches starting about fifteen years ago, and it was augmented a few years before a few years after that so it was wild as it was. We actually had put something aside uh, just in case, uh, following SARS and other things that we'd seen arise.
0: Do you think you're gonna? You'll see universities if this happens again. Let's say you have to do a semester. You know, any college. You know, every college is different. In California, they could be doing virtual classes, and here you could be, you know, you know, in class. Yeah. Do you see where universities could slash tuition if it's on a virtual basis?
2: Yeah, you know, they're they're already. Um, uh, uh, prices for online classes and online universities. So there's a there's a market for that that, that exists. And I would say if universities went to virtual classes for an uh, extended period of time, then that market would be what you'd be dealing with. And okay. One would, and the students would have to choose what which yeah. online experience they wish. And as you know now, just to be very brief about it, but the range of prices for tuition at universities varies dramatically from less than $10,000 to more than $50,000 a year. So there's a range now in the line of what one can choose when one goes to university. And if it's all virtual, I think there'll be a range in that as well. Yeah,
1: and the virtual thing, it's possible, uh, it's not even debatable, that you can get a virtual degree from Ohio State. But I think, for me, part of the experience is going to the brick-and-mortar and and the games. And and the cake stands and the beer (laughs) bongs. (laughs) That that whole college experience. The learning can be duplicated online. That whole experience cannot.
2: Well, and also, the, you know, there's no bacon vending. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> exactly, Jerry. Exactly. Great. Hey, seriously. You... <laughs> but let me say seriously that the, we call it the co-curricular experience, and that is there's what, in college, what takes place in the classroom and, and in the labs, et cetera. There's what takes place, meeting people, living with them, and really going through the growing and uh, maturation process that um, that we see. And we look at developing the the academic, the research, but also the character and leadership Uh, excellence in our in our students and so the the co-curricular part of being a part of this community we see as being extraordinarily important extraordinarily valuable extraordinarily desirable it's why so many people you know we had over 55,000 applicants uh, to our freshman class this year yeah uh, so what brings people to us is coming to us and we understand that and, and we want to do all we can to protect it
0: OSU president Michael Drake's with us now we have Gene Smith on a lot we love Gene and I'm sure you've been talking to him. What's as we speak now? What's the plan for fans in the stands and tailgating at an OSU game, or is it still kind of... Well, we'll wait and see.
2: Well, first, I, I love Gene Smith too. I want to make sure I get a chance to say that. I'll say it twice. I mean, Gene <laughs> Smith, wonderful and a great leader and um, a great partner, a great friend, and we're we're really lucky to have him. And I'd say that Gene and his colleagues and others uh, in the conference uh, on the campuses at the NC two A. Everyone is looking at the the future. We and many others are planning for a scenario in which we have um, uh, fans appropriately socially distanced. And what that will be, I I can't tell you now. I mean, it means not full, uh, 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 but appropriately socially distanced. So we'll look at that. There's no ironclad uh, plan for that. There are a variety of scenarios we're looking at. And then what I would say is that if we do that, which I hope we could do, I'm a great fan, uh, fan behavior will be incredibly important the The, the virus is uh, not thoughtful it's, it doesn 't vary its you know, behavior uh, much it it, it kind of has one thing it wants to do, and that 's to go from one person to another and it does that when people are close together and mm-hmm. uh, and actually breathing talking singing coughing sneezing those those all those things that expel viral particles are the things that have caused now millions of people uh, to be infected around the world and as you know, um, more Americans have died uh, than in all the wars uh, from now back to World War II combined. And so it's, it's extraordinarily serious. It's 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 really out there. It's uh, in some places being moderated, but it's not going away yet. There's no treatment, there's no uh, uh, cure. There's treatments, but no cure, There's there's no vaccine. And until there's something we can do to stop it, the only thing we have is to try to interfere with its relentless but predictable method of transmission, and uh, so that so our behavior determines mm-hmm. where, where it goes.
1: Yeah, with you on
2: that, right? So so that's our so how we behave between now and the, the end of July will have a lot to do with how many fans we have in the stands in September and October. That's that that's going to be the determining factor. And the the better we are at socially distancing, the for the chance the virus can have to spread from person to person, and then it goes away.
1: Yeah, well, boy, we're gonna miss you, Dr. Yeah. Drake. You've been so generous we play with a us. Game with them before we and go? yesterday we started yeah. a little game here in studio, and Torg's gonna. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, it'll be no, it'll be, be fun because a... oh, okay, okay. we know you're a big music fan. You play guitar yourself. <laughs> yeah. So along those lines, we came up with a little game yesterday for yeah, you. Yeah,
0: we were reading an article, and the article said the spirit of radio was Rush's biggest hits hit, and I said, No, 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 Tom Sawyer's the biggest hit, and I guess if you name a band, everybody. He's got a different opinion of what their biggest hit is. So I'm going to name you a band, and you just tell me right off the top of your head what you think the biggest hit is. Okay. Okay? Right. See, there's no right answers here. You're not going to get shamed yeah. on yeah. social media. All right. Okay. A- ACDC.
2: <laughs> ACDC, I'd say um, um ACDC is, is Walk This Way is one. No, that's right?
0: it. Yeah, that's yeah. Aerosmith. Or, 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 that was my next what one. Is... Let's skip okay, to Aerosmith. Aerosmith, yeah, All right. We'll go to Aerosmith.
1: Walk This Way.
0: I, I think Dream On, right? Dream On, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Rolling Stones.
2: You know, I um there're there too many big hits. I always like Gimme Shelter for the Rolling Stones. I think that's just the okay. great. Okay.
0: You know I, what? That was songs. we did the Memorial Day 500 and that was the top one on our. It was number 7 all time, so you're yeah. right there. Are you a yeah, Four
1: yeah. Tops or a Temptations guy? I love I'd them both.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say, uh, say yes. Here's one we argued about, but you can't it's it's his solo career, Lionel Richie.
2: Yeah, I you know, I um with Lionel Richie I kinda like just the where he was with uh, all night long, you know, it was a great place in the sure was. 80s. um it was uh M T V was really yeah sort of popping and, and he was really the the central star of it at at that point. So mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd like, you know, the Commodores were great. I mean, yep. that was, um, uh, I liked the Commodores before that. All right,
0: so. Post Malone. No, no I'm kidding, I'm <laughs>
2: kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, bye. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: I got a bad we're, connection on yeah.
2: that,
1: <laughs> bad connection, yeah. Hey, you're the best. God bless you, Dr. Drake, and uh, we'll keep putting, uh, tabs on you. Maybe we'll have you back sometime if you get bored in a couple years.
2: Well, love to. it. I really appreciate the time we've had uh, talking together, and uh, let me just say, go Bucks.